Hi, welcome back to Childhood Disrupted. I'm CJ Miller. Tonight, I want to talk to you about emotional health disorders. Some of the statistics around what causes emotional health disorders, and a little bit about my story and how I cope how I remain strong in the face of my emotional health disorders, and I hope that I can encourage you to stay strong in yours. I'm going to be referencing the Adverse Childhood Experience Study because that's really what this season of Disrupted Childhood or Childhood Disrupted is going to be about. Um, It's going to be about how these different adverse childhood uh, experiences affect us. So uh, I look forward to continuing with you in that. Uh, I first would like to say that um, emotional stress in adult life affects us on a physical level as well. And it affects us in very life-altering ways, very quantifiable life-altering ways. But when we are children, when, when we are children and we're faced with these emotional stressors and different types of, of adversities, these life effects can leave even deeper scars. And that can include, obviously, emotional trauma, emotional abuse, physical abuse, witnessing of drug use, witnessing a depressed parent, all of these things, um, you know, can um, cause a deeper effect to happen within us. In each case, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal stress response can basically become reprogrammed so that it revs up every single time the stress hormone response is activated. And that can happen for the rest of one's life. A good example that I can offer you is one that I've heard before on a TED Talk. And this is really the best example I've ever heard, uh, is imagine you're walking in the woods and all of a sudden a bear jumps out and stands up on its two feet and roars at you and just you see its teeth and its claws and you're just you're you're, you're shaking and you're, you're you're just your stress rep- response is activated and you go into what is considered to be as you've heard it the flight or fight mode well imagine if that bear came home every single night That's what living in childhood stress is like. Growing up with the stress access, which is uh, constantly activated. Now, keep in mind, your stress access is developing, um, but it is heavily influenced by the safety of or lack thereof in in which we encounter on our day-to-day environment. When a young child is repeatedly abused emotionally or physically, the brain is repeatedly thrust into a state of hyperarousal or anxiety uh, 
stress, uh, the anxiety stress axis kind of gets tipped into, or should I say anxiety because of what's happening at home or community or school. And this stress axis gets tipped into reaction over and over and over again. And the body becomes routinely flooded with inflammatory stress neurochemicals, which can lead down the line to deep physiological changes that also ultimately have long lasting effects on us. As a child uh, faced with adverse childhood experiences, the greater chances of developing heart disease as an adult um, occur when you experience more than one category. For instance, a child who has seven or more ACEs, or should I say, a young a person who has experienced seven or more ACEs grows up with a 360% higher chance of developing heart disease. That's astonishing. And it's sad. It's also very true. Adversity in childhood can also be the precursor to deep depression and anxiety illnesses and other emotional health illnesses later on in life or emotional health disorders. And the, the research supports this. It supports the correlation between adverse childhood experiences and emotional health disorders. You know, It's this generalized emotional misery kind of predicts with startling accuracy how likely we are to find ourselves as adults navigating mood fluctuations, anxiety, sadness, fear, reacting to life without resilience rather than really living life in its fullness. It's chronic unpredictable stress that sends micro, um, it kind of sends us into this state of neuroinflammation it really is um, when I think of it when I talk about it from my own from my own uh, research and from my own understanding it really really is surprising to me and um, so relatable. Um, so what types of emotional health disorders do I suffer from? Well, by just looking at me, you wouldn't know. If you saw me in the grocery store or at the mall or walking down the street, you wouldn't think, oh, look at that person. Look what they, you know, you can just tell by looking at them. No, 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 you cannot. And I'm going to keep it real with you on this podcast. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I go through in hopes that you will someday share your story. I suffer from depression. At times, it's okay, and at other times, it's really difficult to manage. I've probably 
attempted suicide more than five times in my life. Either attempted or considered it. And it's not easy to live with. Uh, some of the most um, disturbing, excuse me, statistics uh, when it comes to the ACE survey is on suicide. While only 1% of those with an ACE score of zero have ever attempted suicide, almost one in five individuals with an ACE score of four or more have tried to end their lives. An ACE, uh, a person with an ACE score of four or more is also statistically tw uh, 1220% more likely to attempt suicide than someone with an ACE score of zero. 1220%. One thousand two hundred and twenty percent more likely. Twenty-four percent of those with a score of two developed adult clinical depression. Thirty percent of men with a score of three developed clinical depression, compared to forty-two percent of women who had three categories of adverse childhood experiences. One of the strongest precursors of adult depression, and I mentioned this before, is uh, adverse childhood experiences that fell into the category of childhood tr uh, emotional abuse. Which, again, in my case, is very relatable. As I also mentioned, I had a score of 10. Sometimes I ask myself, how did I make it this far? How did I get here? Am I even supposed to be here? Am I living in some sort of alternate universe? Did I die a long time ago? No, no, I'm just playing. But for real, it's, it's one of those things where you're just, you have to sit back when you see these numbers and when you see these statistics and when you see these survey answers and you just gotta be like, whoa. If I don't have an our guardian angel, I don't know what it, what it is. But one of the things that got me through my childhood trauma growing up was my faith. We all have something. Whether it's faith in God, faith in Buddha, faith in a higher power, faith in ourselves, whether it might be a hobby, uh, school, you know, whatever can distract us from what's happening around us sometimes is what is the very thing that gets us through. It gets us by. In my case, I didn't feel loved by anybody I grew up around. I only felt loved by God because I was told that he is the God of love. So my child brain deter uh, kind of took that and turned it into, well, he must be the only one that loves me then. And I, I, the, 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 the stronger I held on to my faith, the, the more I was able to just get through, get through, get through. But my, that doesn't mean I don't suffer from emotional health disorder. That doesn't mean it was easy. It doesn't mean it was any less significant. Living with depression and chronic suicidality, as the doctors have labeled it, is like living in a hell on earth. 
yet here I am, alive and well, here to tell you my story, here to hear your story, and pursue my purpose in life. Turn my pain into purpose, my passions into reality, my goals into success. So it's very possible that you too may be experiencing some type of emotional health disorder. And it's okay. You don't have to be ashamed about it. It's okay to accept it. You know, that's one of the things that took me a long time to do was just simply accept what I was going through. It took me a while to even identify it, to even recognize what was happening. But I realized that the older I got, the more aware I became of what I, of, of my personality, but of my experience, you know, what was happening. I became more physically aware of what was happening to my body. And I thankfully have a very good team of people who surround me with the care that I need in order to sustain myself in life and combat everyday life stressors that you experience as an adult, these, you know, anxieties. Because though as a child in, in a home where I had no control, though it came with its own anxieties, living an independent life as an adult has and comes with its own anxieties, its own stressors. Bills, school, work, relationships, it's all kind of fast-paced and fast-moving, and we live in a very demanding society. So thankfully, it's very important for me that I have this care team around me that helps me manage that. And I hope that if you don't have this, that you will one day obtain that. Or that you will surround yourself with people who will love you for who you are and lift you up in life, inspire you, encourage you, keep, uh, you know, encourage you to keep pressing forward. There's no shame in suffering from emotional health disorders. Even my own family tried to use that as a kind of a tool against me. Well, look at you. you, you suffer from depression. Look at how sad that is. That's, that's, don't, don't listen to people like that. Detach yourself from the negativity. Sometimes we have to sacrifice relationships in order to maintain our peace of mind, in order to make, ensure that we move forward in life steadily and that we don't get stuck in a place where people hold our past over our heads and attempt to keep us from moving forward. One of the things that I want to leave with you at the end is I want you to think about all that you've experienced in life. 
And I want you to do it in a healthy and safe space, but I want you to do it in a way that is productive. I want you to take all of those experiences. Think about what you need to do to heal from them. Is there someone in your life who you're holding on to for some reason, but it doesn't seem like they're really beneficial to your health? Is there someone in your life that you need to detach from, disassociate with? Do it. Let them go. Because in the end, it will benefit you and it will be a very rewarding decision that you could have ever made. It might hurt too, emotionally. Sometimes we don't wanna let go because it's the only thing that we know. Sometimes we don't wanna step away because it's the only place we feel safe. But there's a whole world out there for you to experience and there are people out there who will love you and treat you with the respect and the dignity and the kindness that you deserve. You don't need to lower yourself or stay in a place that's only going to harm you and ultimately keep you from moving into a place of destiny. So I want you to think about what you've experienced in life and what you're experiencing now as an adult, whether or not it's linked to your past childhood traumas. And know that you're not alone. We're all in this together. Because together, well, we might not have it all together, but together we surely have it all. I will see you back here next week for a new segment on the same topic of Childhood Disrupted, where we'll be talking about some more statistics and uh, maybe I'll share with you a couple of stories from some of my readings uh, of other people. I would really love for you to hear what some other people have experienced and what they're saying uh, the effects are on their adulthood and their well-being. But for now, be kind to one another. Be kind to yourselves. And never forget that it's okay not to be okay. Good night. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this week's segment, Childhood Disrupted. I'll see you here next week for a continuation. Uh, but until then, stick with me and keep on listening. <laughs>